Hey, how you doing? This is Tony. Welcome to Finding Subjects Podcast. What's happening? Hopefully everything's going well. What are we going to talk about today, Tone? Well, think about how you got to where you are and all the little things that had to occur for you to be sitting right where you are at this very moment. And if one little decision, one way or another, had been activated, maybe you wouldn't be sitting here. Maybe you wouldn't have the life that you have. Hopefully, you don't see any of that as a regret. To me, I woke up praying today. I do that every day. I pray. I talk to God. We're talking God today, folks. If you want to change the channel, go for it. Uh, but I'm talking spirituality today. Because you know why? Because I've never really committed one show to my faith. And that is not true to who I am by not doing that. So um, if you're not so inclined, I get it. You can go straight to Pass Go, collect 100, and uh, where's the 200? And then just go to episode 104 whenever that comes out. But in the meantime, since we share very personal things, I'm sharing this, this with you. I wake up every day praying. I'll wake up in the middle of the night, I'm praying. Before I go to sleep, I pray. During the day, I pray. And when I say I pray, it's a conversation that I'm having, having with an unseen entity that I believe is the creator of the universe. And some will say, yeah, dude. And I got a bridge in Philadelphia I'll sell to you. It actually uh, will take you right over to the New Jersey state line and you can collect tolls. Sounds like a good deal. But... A lot of people don't believe in God. A lot of people believe that it's a, it's a stretch, a big-time stretch, because they'll intertwine uh, science and, and faith. I'm not going to use the word religion today because I am not a religious person. We're talking about uh, God, the Christian God, because that's what I believe in. So what's my basis for any of that? Well, do we have any? It's called faith, right? We're brought up, taught a certain thing, and we go through these phases where we think about it. We're like, really? Like, a, a dude was up on a cross, and then he he uh, was taken down and put into, uh, they put him into this cave and rolled a big rock in front of him. And then he turned into a ghost and floated up into the sky. If you really think about that, that's like a, hmm. But I don't take everything literally from the Bible personally. Now, I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't see it that way. I'm not envisioning this ghost floating up into the sky and making, you know, you can say something and you, you can make it sound so ridiculous. Simultaneously, I often wonder, and it's going to get pretty deep today. I'm just going to tell you something. You know, I'm going to be talking a little bit about death and about people dying and also about life. But, I mean, I have to mention that ahead of you. Uh, so in case that's a trigger for you or something like that. But uh, reason being is because, um, well, when I'm talking about God, about the crucifixion here, when he passed away, to me, I always wondered what happened to that person within like for me, for instance, if I kick the bucket right now, there's, you know, neurons firing and there is actually electrical 
currents going through my body, through my brain waves. There's life within. We see that upon the death of someone when they do brain scans and they're looking for brain activity. And sadly, sometimes they say there is none. And, and clinically, they can declare someone deceased at that moment or not necessarily deceased, but they're no longer with us in the regards that we would think they would be. And then you have to make a decision. I've been there for those decisions. I've held people's hands during those decisions. Tough stuff. But where, and here's the question, where do they go? Where does that energy go? Where does that energy flow to? Does it just dissipate and evaporate? I don't think so. I don't fully understand where it goes. But I just think about the people that I've known who have gone before me and the energy and the life source that they had within and who they were. And it's just really hard for me to comprehend or understand that that life source within them, you can call it their soul if you wish, but that energy just dissipates and go, goes away. What if it doesn't? What if it's just beyond our realm of comprehension of what we can understand as a different type of reality. And maybe that's the whole concept with God. Just exist in a different form. This energy, this entity, we can't see or touch or feel. And I won't say feel because sometimes you get these strange feelings that, well, you know, I'm not going to get all supernatural with you. Today, as you can tell, just been a heavy, heavy day of, of, of contemplating stuff. Hold on one second. You know how it is. I can't do, I can't possibly do a show without text. Oh, hold on. Ah, that is, that is very cool. Bear with me. As my daughter just texted me, Dad, look out the window. Really strange clouds today. They are. It's almost as if uh, someone took a knife right down the middle of the sky and said, okay, uh, dense clouds to the right and partly cloudy to the left. Exactly, I'll put that picture up, by the way. I'm sure she won't mind. It's a photograph from her office. Fantastic view, by the way, of the skyline of the city of Philadelphia. You got to earn that. Got to earn that window seat in that office. Heavy thinking. But the reason being why I'm thinking about all this type of stuff, about God, about our lives, about what happens afterwards, is because I contemplate life all the time. And it's extremely important to me to know or to believe that I'm doing the right thing. Because sometimes I think we feel useless. Sometimes I think we feel that we're not maybe living up to our expectations of what we should be doing or maybe what we wish we were doing. 
Sometimes that leads to unhappiness. Uh, insatiability, is that even applied to that? Is that a word? Sometimes I make up words. Sounds good, though, doesn't it? Sounds like I know what I'm talking about. Insatiable, or not satisfied. And we think about where our life is going or maybe an age that we're at, and you start thinking, man, like, you know, what happened? Where did it go? How did it fly by so fast? I was the kind of guy that, like, trust me when I tell you every single day, and this hasn't changed. I've always been this way. Thank you very much for this day. Wow, another day. So cool. Hopefully I can do something that matters. Some people are like, dude, why don't you just wake up and go do something that you want to and not be so heavy on yourself? Maybe my mom watched Days of Our Lives too much. <laughs> like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. And you'll see that little hourglass and the little sand particles going to the bottom, and that's it, man. That's the hourglass of life right there. You know what I'm talking about. You can all envision the Days of Our Lives uh, intro, right? It's cool. Always aware of time. I fart around on a guitar. I put it up, you know, in a post. It's on Instagram. It's on uh, FindingSubjects.com. At the very end, uh, subliminally, I start breaking out into a song by Yes, Tempest Fugit. Uh, time flies, basically. I like that little riff because it's so hard to play. And <laughs> I hadn't played it in... I'm going to tell you, and this is true, decades. But I love that song because it's such a challenge to play. All the breaks and the... I love it. It's just awesome. The bass is going. The guitar is going. The keyboards are going. Just incredible. Incredibly difficult. But when you do it, you're like, yeah, man. Tempest Feud, yes. But I'm always aware of time. I can't just relax sometimes. Because I always feel accountable. I, I, I think it stems from something that I read a long time ago. That time is given to us by God to do God's will. And if you think about that, we are totally ripping off God for the most part. If, that's, if that paragraph holds water. Time is given, us, given to us by God to do God's task for us. How many of us do that all day long? I think it's kind of maybe like that, kind of maybe, impossible maybe. A, such a high expectation, I don't think anybody does. You can say, oh, maybe a priest does that. No, does not. And they're human beings as well. We are human beings, right? But how much time do we put in our mindset set aside for God? I'm, I'm saying this because I know I'm guilty, man. If you had to, and this kind of goes to something that I read today, um, somebody I really admire, man, you know, Tim Tebow. Dude took some serious heat, but um, he says something that on a post today, something about like list your three most important things in your life. So you've heard people say before, ah, Faith, family, and country, or country, family, or faith. 
And there's no set variation of the importance that you put one, two, or three. But I'm just wondering, and you don't have to answer this, what do you have as number one? If we're truly here to serve God, right, should we not have God as number one? And how hard is that to do as human beings? Because, of course, you know, a lot of us have families. So we're going to say, oh, no, family. Family first, man. How many times have you heard that? Family first, man. Family number one. Family first. But without God, do we have family? Without God, do we have anything? I'm saying this. I'm talking about this because... And I don't care what, here we go, the one word I said I wouldn't use today, religion you are. If you're a Catholic, Protestant, whatever, go down the list uh, in regards to the Christian faith, that is, then you believe in God, and therefore you're a Christian. And in being so, we're supposed to be putting God first, right? But how many of us do that? I'm just asking you because we are spitballing here. We're just thinking about things. I'm just analyzing my life, my thoughts, talking to you about my prayers. And I, I've told you before why um, this is always on my mind. And I'm going to share this part with you. It's very personal. But the death of my father, something I observed this guy's in and out of a coma to the point where, like, I didn't even get him a Father's Day gift. It was Father's Day. Pretty sure it was Father's Day. Yeah. And um, he wakes up. I'm like, yo, <laughs> Dad, what's going Hey, what's going on? You know, he was just in and out. I said, oh, my God, you're not supposed to be awake. I didn't get you a gift. <laughs> He was at Riddle Memorial Hospital, which is right across the street from the Granite Run Mall. So, of course, I ran over there, got him a gift, came back. I believe that was the last day he was kind of with us. You see, he had a uh, he had liver cancer. He had asbestosis. Then he had liver cancer. And uh, they did a fantastic job on my dad. Liver cancer, three years um, dealing with that. They had a certain procedure that they went in and took care of uh, the tumor tumor and gave him three extra years with us and sadly that metastasized to his brain and um, so he was in and out at this point but what I'm getting at is something I want to share with you was his last moments of my entire family surrounding the bed and there's my dad with his thick locks of hair and my mom stroking his hair and there were some grays in there as well, and um, I could see some hairs falling out into her hand, and that was some from radiation. And I'm just looking at this bull of a guy, and I couldn't help but wonder, where is he going to go? Like, his body's here, and he is in hospice. He's not getting up and walking out of here. This person that I love and care about 
that all of us do. This man of faith, a quiet guy, quiet man. And we certainly had our tussles. But all this love surrounding this bed and these emotions and this passion. Just watching him look at us. It's hard, man. Mm. Sorry. So then he, uh, he blessed himself three times. And he kissed his crucifix. And he kind of just closed his eyes. Again, like I said, it was so strange. He was kind of in and out. And also they're giving him painkillers so he's not, you know, he's not feeling anything. And occasionally, you know, we'd have to leave the room because his lungs were filling up. But um, here's what happened. And we're talking to him. Dad, it's okay. It's okay to go. It's okay. It's okay. And my mom says, he doesn't have his wedding ring on. My dad was a stickler for always having his wedding ring on. And she says, he's not going anywhere without that wedding ring. I swear to you, what I'm about to tell you was something I've never seen before in my entire life, not even on TV. You couldn't script it in there. You couldn't write it in there. And man, I am so thankful that it happened. You talk about strange little things in life. We're by this guy's side for days. And this particular day, we're all gathered there, all my siblings and my mother. All our family's actually out in the hallway as well. My kids were so young. My Uncle Joe had my uh, girls in, in a wheelchair, running them up and down the hallway giving them rides. They were, well, three and five at the time. So my mother slid the ring on my father's hand. My father opens his eyes, looks at my mother, and he mouths the words, I love you. And he closes Closed his eyes and died. So when you think of that, all that emotion, all that energy, does that just go away? No one can prove me one way or the other. It comes down to our faith. And maybe I believe that that's that part of our soul 
that continues and moves on to somewhere else that we just don't know. Maybe we call that heaven. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, excuse me. I'm not certain. Hey, I'm sorry to get so <laughs> deep on you today. This is what I woke up thinking about that moment. Thinking about that moment because that moment's coming for all of us. It's coming for me. And how will we react? My father reacted and acted with nothing but stone-cold courage. Courage and love. Surrounded by his children, his wife, his brothers and sisters, his grandkids. And the cool part about what I'm about to tell you is, what I just told you is, you saw what was important to him. It was family. It was his faith. That was his world. So call me a fool, but I firmly believe that we go somewhere. That energy source goes somewhere. I don't understand it. I'm sure someone out there will say, dude, you live in a dream world. I say it like that for messing with some guy I used to work with. You live in a dream world, he used to say. <laughs> You're living in a dream world. <laughs> Great guy, man. I'm still friends with him. Maybe I do live in a dream world. Where this unseen, all-knowing, all everything, being, entity, I believe is in control. And somehow I find peace and tranquility in that thought when I sit there and look at this world and how crazy it is. So how do I pray? This past uh, 23 minutes is exactly how I pray. I talk to God as if God is my best friend. Because God is my best friend. I have conversations with God all the time. And most of it is, and here's the thing, like, it's easy to close your eyes and think of God. And then you're thinking of uh, maybe the image of Jesus that we have, this human image of Jesus on the cross, or like prior to Easter Sunday, you know, we see these different uh, movies that uh, an actor portrayed Jesus and that's what that image of Jesus looks like in our minds. I don't know. That's just one small form he sent his son here on earth to die for our sins. So we have this image of God as a human being where we talked about it many episodes ago, and it's worth it to listen to it when I had Scott, my friend Scott, on. Um, God is real, or is God real? It was actually two episodes deep 
And I firmly believe that when I look at everything on this earth, everything, God is in everything, in the nature, in, in everything that I see, in people. That's my proof of God. When I look at certain intricate things that happen in nature, you could say, oh, that's just a Darwin's theory of evolution. You could say that. I can say it's intelligent design. Did you ever look at a, the face of a cardinal, the North American cardinal, the cardinal, the Mal? When you look at it straight on, it's a perfect black box on his red face. It's amazing. So many different patterns. And again, you, we can go back and forth. Intelligent design, and you know, a whole nine yards fighting about it. You believe what you want to, and I'm going to believe what I want to. And you can dismiss it as saying, yeah, but you're believing in ghosts floating up into the sky. Am I? Or is it the 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 dissipation of, of energy or a ball of energy ascending, leaving a spirit, maybe something we cannot see? Maybe if we had electronic devices that could see that and measure that, we would see that. I, I don't know. There is a lot of things, and I think we would be extremely ignorant to just assume anything in life that it is or isn't, and that's concrete, and that's just how it is. Well, personally, I listen to everybody. I listen to everything. I keep an open mind. I've seen some funky things in life that defied explanation. I've seen some amazingly beautiful things that have just blown my mind. That's up for you to decide what's real and what's not, what to believe in and what not to believe in. I remember being on this search a long time ago. Where is there written documentation about the existence of a man named Jesus? In that area, at that certain time, it led me to a book of uh, Josephus, the writings of Josephus, where it documents, uh, sorry, hit the hit the studio wall, uh, where it documents the existence of a man named Jesus. And, you know, you want to wonder, well, where's the rest of it? Or is there any more? We see different artifacts being dug up in the Middle East occasionally. But isn't it crazy how many of millions and millions, we'll use the word billions, I think we could certainly uh, get that up to billions of people who believed in Christianity, who believed in God. Is that just false hope? That there's something else so we're not afraid to die maybe when we're in battle? Is it just false hope to keep us going, to be good people, to be honest civilians in society, to kind of keep us in line? Or is it the truth? We're brought up, <clears throat> excuse me, we're brought up, taught this faith in these certain religions. Are you in or are you out? 
basically asking, are you buying in? Are you all in? And I use those two words purposely because it's something that I've always used in my prayers, in my conversations with God, saying, listen, I'm all in. I'm all in. Please guide me and please point me to where you want me. (laughs) And I've seen this political cartoon this week. Pretty funny, actually. Pretty sad. And it was about this, uh, you'll see it if you search it down, political cartoons, I think, of maybe it's just put in this week, of a paintbrush, and it's uh, being held. It's a really wide paintbrush. It's, uh, it's depositing red paint. But at the beginning, it has these different groups that will be labeled like domestic terrorist. And one word up there is very interesting. Christians. <laughs> okay. Christians are being murdered and killed all around the world right now because their belief in God. There was a politician in the Midwest up north that said, this guy was a, a military guy, that if you uh, believe in God, you're weak. Okay. I listened to a guy this week, has his own talk show, supposed to be a comedian, started picking apart the book of Revelations, and his audience sounded like robots laughing because it was probably a laugh track, and I just sat there and felt sorry for that dude. But I also said, that's your right, dude. That's right. That's your right to believe whatever you want to believe. But... What are you so obsessed about knocking them down for? If you don't believe in it, why, why bother? Why does it bother you so much? Why are you so obsessed with knocking Christianity down? A lot of questions today. It's a busy mind within myself, isn't it? <laughs> Deep, man. Deep stuff, but that's what I woke up thinking about. In the middle of the night, thinking about it. I did not feel good, though. I It's my second shot. I just got uh, Wednesday, uh, a couple days ago, from the, the COVID vaccine. I was fine on the first one. The second one, achy, headache. Initially, my heart was racing a little bit. Nothing that any of you can't handle. I'd do it again in a heartbeat. I was very fortunate to be able to get the shot. Um, but, like, you know, past couple nights, just woke up. And, you know, maybe I had a little fever. I don't know. And that's what I thought about when I was lying there in bed. Something to think about every time we talk. Because that helps us grow in our faith as people. We walk through life complacent, never going to learn anything. But when you sit there and contemplate your life, and you contemplate your decisions that you're making, you're just checking yourself. It's like navigating, man. It's like being in a Jeep or out in a pickup four-wheel drive in the middle of the desert. I've done that, by the way. Very cool. And you're checking your compass, man. You're making sure you're going in the right direction. And you drive and you stop again. You check again. Well, we had a GPS. (laughs) Maybe God's our GPS. 
Huh? And that's what I do every day. Just checking in, making sure I'm on the right path. And I'll be honest with you, even if there was the defined right path, you know, proper path, I'd be off of it, off-road, just because. That's how I am. Just to just to be different, just to do it my way. But I'd still be about heading out in the same direction, though. Food for thought today. Hopefully I didn't make you cry or bum you out too much. I might have had the allergies a little bit. I don't know. Share some personal stuff here, man. But just think it's really important to be all in. If we're going to call ourselves Christians, if we're going to believe, believe in God, be all in, man. Give God a little bit more time. Have a conversation. Have a conversation. You want to hear God talk back to you? Read the Bible. Start with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You'll you'll see things in there that'll ring a bell. Or oh man, yeah, it's interesting. My favorite, absolutely favorite passage is uh, in Psalms, a book of Psalms, Psalm forty. I could quote it for you right now, but I'm not going to. Go check it out yourself. Here, I thought this, you know, having a health issue was going to be the end. And for me, Psalm 40 opened my eyes, gave me a new voice, set my feet upon a rock out of the mud and mire, put a new song in my mouth. Interesting. Deep stuff. All right. I did it. (laughs) 103 episodes, and I finally did a show all about G.O.D. Have a great day. Catch up with me soon. Uh, have a great day. Findingsubjects.com. Go check it out. I put my pictures up there. I'll put that picture uh, that my daughter just sent of the sky. Very cool stuff. All right. I'll see you all later. Have a great day. Fantastic day. See ya.